Her hands were placed demurely on her breast, the right hand resting on the left, her wasted body clad in a long white dress, her small feet bare. Ryezhnik felt in the pocket of his habit and pulled out a folding knife with a black wooden handle. He'd spent several minutes the previous evening putting a fine edge on the dark steel blade. He made the sign of the cross and muttered a prayer, not for the immortal soul of Eleonora, but for himself, asking for forgiveness and divine protection for the actions he now had to take. He lifted the princess's hands and laid her arms at her sides, then snapped open the knife. Ryezhnik inserted the blade under the neckline of the dress, and in a single fluid movement ran the knife all the way down to Eleonora's feet, slicing through the layers of material. Then he peeled aside the two cut halves of the dress and looked down at her naked body. The skin that had been so white in life was now mottled and discoloured, with livid brown and purple marks where the initial stages of decay had taken hold. But that wasn't the most noticeable feature. What held Ryezhnik's attention was the crudely stitched cut that ran from between the princess's small wrinkled breasts down to her pubis. Her nakedness offended him, but he had his instructions. His expression of distaste deepened as he again used his blade, this time to slice through each of the rough stitches that held the skin and flesh of her abdomen closed. Then he put down the knife, inserted his fingers into the wide incision, and with little difficulty pulled apart the two sections of dead tissue. He was looking for one thing, one single object in the chest cavity, and in seconds he knew it wasn't there, which was as it should be. But Ryezhnik had been ordered to make absolutely sure before the burial took place. He nodded in satisfaction, wiped his hands on the front of his robe, and stepped back from the open coffin. Then he walked across to one corner of the chamber, where another, much smaller and very plain, wooden box was propped against the wall. Ryezhnik was a strong man, and he picked up the box with little effort. He carried it across to the table, placed it next to the princess's coffin, and lifted off the lid. Then he strode back to the wall of the chamber and picked up a leather bag, the contents of which clattered metallically as he carried it over to the table. He placed the bag on the floor, opened it, and took out three substantial leather straps, which he positioned under the open box, spacing them equally along its length. He reached into the larger casket, picked up the mortal remains of Eleonora Amalia, and dropped the body unceremoniously into the smaller box. Before he placed the lid in position, he took a small vial of clear liquid from his pocket and sprinkled the contents over the corpse, muttering a prayer as he did so. Then he took a hammer and a handful of nails from his bag and drove a dozen of them firmly through the box's lid, securely sealing it to the base. To complete the process, he knelt down and tightened each of the leather straps around it. Ryezhnik took a deep breath and then... Grunting with the effort, he lifted up the small wooden box and manoeuvred it into the larger coffin. It would have been easier to wait until the servants returned, but his instructions had been clear. When they returned to the chamber, he was to have sealed the coffin for the last time. Nobody must ever know what he had done. He closed the lid and started replacing the screws. When the servants knocked at the door a few minutes later, Ryezhnik had finished securing the lid and was standing beside the coffin, waiting for them. We leave the castle at eight, he said.
Ensure that the carriage is ready and everything has been prepared by then. A few minutes before the appointed hour, Ryezhnik strode into the castle courtyard. Night was already falling, and the expansive open space was in deep shadow, the only illumination coming from the fitful flames of the torches mounted along the walls. A black-painted carriage, its doors bearing the device of the Schwarzenberg dynasty, stood waiting in the centre of the courtyard. Two black mares were already hitched to it, and tossing their heads impatiently in black-plumed headdresses. The driver, also dressed in black, stood beside the vehicle. As Ryezhnik had instructed, his absolute authority conferred by the parchment he still carried, all of the castle's servants, wearing the darkest clothes they possessed, were standing silently on one side of the courtyard to bid their mistress a last farewell. Ryezhnik walked across to the carriage and looked into the...